Hi, welcome to the Above the Fog podcast. Today is October 7th. It's a Friday evening, 9.23 p.m., uh, 2022. And uh, we have some some really great guests, uh, people I've known a long time. Um, today, uh, we, we have uh, Tim Crone. Uh, my brother, and we have uh, Valerie Crone, my mom. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, uh, lead up to New York and uh, my uh, lack of uh, clear training or um, or very intelligent training. I don't, I don't know what we would call it. So welcome, everybody. Thanks, Andy. I know I was tough to book, but <laughs> glad I glad I could be here. Well, I'm, I'm a reluctant participant, but I'll hang in there. Yes, I wrote mom in here. My my people are friendly with your people, so you're able to make this happen. <laughs> now, now, Tim, do you, do you have a beverage over there? Are you uh, Caffeinated sparkling water. This is my go-to. Caffeinated sparkling water. <laughs> when, when you're an exhausted dad rebuilding a kitchen, <laughs> caffeinated sparkling water keeps <laughs> me going. <laughs> Everything I have has caffeine in it. <laughs> small doses. In small doses, this is what gets me through the day. <laughs> when, you're, when you're about to have a child and your living room is a disaster... <laughs> you have a two-year-old. When you have a two-year-old, a kitchen that is completely... Uh, well, where are you at with the kitchen, bro? We're, we're um, using it now. We've got uh, most things done. I was kind of finishing touches and... Uh, actually, the countertop is the last big thing. We kind of need countertops. <laughs> so the, but you have plywood, right? So you can use yeah, the, the surface? Yeah, we have the rough top in, and so we're using that. Then we have to, we can't put the stove in until we put the countertop in. But we got the hood in, and the oven, and all kinds of stuff. But we're, we're almost there. You can see the end. So, so for our, our millions of listeners out there, uh, Tim is, he, he took undertook a major project, like, <laughs> This isn't just a renovation of a kitchen. This was a rebuilding of an area of his home. Uh, windows, structural beam, all electrical, everything. But he he's, he's doing it, and it's pretty awesome. Right before baby number two. Yeah, right, right before Sarah, who's in the background there. I can see Sarah in the back. Hi, Sarah. And Sarah's dad, Sarah's dad is, uh, knows everything, and I'm learning. But yeah. Yes. Mr. T, <laughs> Mr. Is, T. is quite the, the father-in-law. It's pretty awesome. It's fun to, it's fun to see the pictures of it coming along. <clears throat> so, um, oh, yeah, back to running, the whole, the whole podcast thing. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty wiped out. Uh, so what so, are you trying to do? It actually kind of started out as a joke. It. What was the... What was the impetus and all that kind of stuff? Um, so there's this um, nonprofit called Can Do for Nadine and Cadell's school. And they do a Can Do uh, run. It's like a 5K run. 
But they've really wimped out because they're not doing it in person anymore. They're just doing a virtual so they can make the money and stuff. And uh, and it's, it's also there's a lot to it. There's COVID and like there's the logistics and stuff. So the the can do run is a uh, what is it? It's ten days long, and you log your miles. It's just like just by honesty, basically, <laughs> you log your miles on this website. And uh, so Kent, who's one of our listeners, hey Kent, uh, Kent Morales. Uh, He's a dad and uh, teacher in the area. Uh, he he's actually crushed the can do virtual the last couple of years. I think he did like a hundred and twenty something miles. Um, he's waning, but I, I think he's going to crank it up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a, he's a, yeah he he can do some serious mileage last year he i think he did a 50 miler i don't remember if it was last year so anyway the the can do is coming up and i was like oh this is good timing for new york i could just uh i can do a a lot of mileage block so i thought 10 for 10 would be a good block um because i'm at like 45 40 40 to 45 is my mileage Mm -hmm. so 10 is 70 and then the next three is so I'm at I just finished day eight. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, and to make it more fun, Mary got COVID and she just decided well, she had to isolate in the bedroom. Um so yeah, you know, kind of had to do that stuff. <laughs> so he's been doing Mary's 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 half of the kids. And his, and running, and he's working full time, but he's well, not, but he's not doing a kitchen. To be fair, you know, I'm probably working a little. I'm probably working about thirty hours a week, not not forty. Um, so not not totally redlining on the hours, but it's That's tiring. Though. Ten miles a day for like two it, days or three days is a lot. So I talked to my friend John. Hey John, Bertan, shout out. Uh, he said it's hard, and he's right. He said it was hard around fifty, around fifth day, because I guess he's done similar things. But the sixth day was the—I don't know what I was doing. It was like, what am I? I was so tired. What do you do? Are they, are they just flat? Are you just getting mileage in, or what? Do you, what kind of runs are these? Yeah, right. a chance to recover. Yeah, I. I have been cheating. I've been doing flat miles. Um, but today, because I'm in the mountains, I decided to do, you know, 10 miles, like uh, 900 feet uh, altitude, 7,000 feet. Or you can so, do you can do a, a run at night and then wake up really early and do another run, and then you get kind of a whole day off. I mean, you don't run until the next, so you're going to get more than 24 hours off. That's smart, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> temperature temperature matters a lot. My legs are not tired at all. Like day to day, my legs are fine. But I'm more tired if I like if I do a lunch run and it's like 90 degrees because it, it hit 90, yeah. and I did 10 miles, and yeah, it was like I forgot my hat. I don't know if you could see my forehead. <laughs> it's bright red. Yeah. So I 
Yeah, it basically turned red because I was out in the sun in the middle of the day running. Smart. Yeah. Well, I forgot my hat. So, uh, but I think there's a lot of wisdom to this because uh, fast runners, they are really skinny and don't weigh anything, and they do tons of mileage. And I don't think they do it at like really fast pace mostly. So I was like, if I just get a lot of mileage in, then I'll be fast. I think it's true. That's true. It can't be. I don't know. If you've got a lot of other stuff going on, it's going to be exhausting. You should throw in the 10 for 10 in your schedule, Tim. After, yeah. It's, I. I could see how it could be possible. Other people in my life might not like that. <laughs> but I could probably do it. I think you told me you just got to uh, sacrifice sleep and then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. You just, yeah. you just, sacri- you just have to, to cut other things out. and You can either room wake, in, you wake up an extra hour, hour and a half early or you go to bed an hour and a half later. Yeah, you might have, like, black eyes from yeah. sleep exhaustion, but you can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, so we'll see what happens. So New York is November 6th, and we're at October 7th. So we're less than a, or just less than a month. I think a good time to do that. But I, I feel I'm tired, but it's, the good, it's a good tired. It's a tired because, like, I'm running a lot. It's not like I'm injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also I also noticed I could easily get into the sevens on flat when it's cool. Like I could run, you know, I think maybe a couple months ago, like low sevens would be really hard. Like it'd be a, like, you know, heart heart rate would be up there. But if it's cool and I'm rested, I can easily get into the sevens. So. I think it's good to mix in stuff like that into your training, like uh, like these little mini goals or kind of an underlying. Like I did uh, when I was in my best shape in 2016. That year, in J- I ran every day up until uh, like October of that year. So I had 200 and something days in a row, and I had a 300. I had a three mile minimum, so I. Did yeah, you just I, run at night? Like, how did you get it all? Like, well, I, I was, uh, I wasn't married. <laughs> I, lived in, <laughs> I lived on a beautiful beach. So, well, well, wait, Tim. <laughs> Marriage gives you more time because you have a a partner to help you out with things, right? Uh, yeah. So I'll Tim's wife yes. is right behind him. <laughs> so, so we can only say good things, and and of course that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. But that was that was a good that was that was in the best shape of my life. I think mostly be, because of that kind of underlying. Even though my training schedule was pretty aggressive and stuff like that, that running every day kept me uh, motivated. And when you have like a hundred days in the bank, you kind of want to continue to see how long you can go that's awesome yeah i 
I don't think I have that kind of perseverance, especially now, like with everything going on, like with life. But like, yeah, having little goals. Yeah, like the ten for like, ten or whatever. Yeah, ten days. Okay, it's gonna be over in two days. So like, I'll be tired, but I'll be done, and then I can go back to having a rest day every now and then. So not too bad. Um. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you're you're getting training gains from it? I I don't know because it's all slow miles. None of these miles are even close to like what I plan to race at. But I guess that's the plan, right? You just kind of well, go slow. That's the take I get from all these training, from all the training programs and experts. They say a lot of miles slow is what makes you a good runner. You know what it does? You put in a lot of uninjured miles, however you can accomplish that. That's important. I think it's... I think it's just... If you run a lot of miles, you burn a lot of calories. If you burn a lot of calories, you don't weigh as much. Like, I'm already at 169, 168. Mm -hmm. I've already dropped, like, two pounds just running a lot. So, because I was, like, 170... I think if you just run a lot, you weigh less, well, then it's just you could be the same or a little bit better fitness. But, like, that really helps if you take a couple pounds off. Your efficiency is there. Got a backpack on. I'm running, I'm running with, like, a backpack full of bricks right now. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? I, for... No, I, like, I couldn't run. What happened? Oh, I hurt my foot. Yeah, I hurt my foot. That's what happened last week. I was oh, wow. <laughs> it's just stupid. There was a a broom that was I don't even know how these things happen, but it was a broom that was laying down right around the corner, right around a blind corner in my house, and I took the corner <laughs> kind of fast and I stepped on the like the broom handle and the broom slipped out from under me and I landed on my on my side really hard and like in an effort to try to catch myself, I ended up kicking like our hutch, I think it was the hutch. I kicked our hutch really hard with my foot, and there was one that was like I was on the ground, like, oh, is anything like broken or like busted? And Whoa. fortunately, nothing was busted, but I did bruise the side of my foot pretty good, so I took like almost a week off from running to. I didn't want to get it, make it any worse than it was, so yeah, I couldn't I didn't run for a week, <clears throat> and it it coincided with me having to do a ton of stuff for the kitchen, so. yeah i did it's not even in comparison but i did the front um rail which was like i calculated about almost 200 hours of work to get the front rail done like all the work to fabricate it and stuff that was stressful it was like (laughs) it was so hard because i mean if that was my job and that's what i did i went i went to work and I worked on the rail, and and then I'm done at like 5 p.m. or something. I think that would be nice, but like, what what we're doing is squeezing in major projects into everything else. But but the rail doesn't even compare to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just makes us tougher. I was actually thinking, I had a thought of the uh, the whole. 
uh, challenge of running work and kids was was kind of like a uh, I was trying to rethink it so I wasn't all just upset about having to do everything. <laughs> it's like it was just a challenge and there's an end to it. There's an end a pretty pretty clear uh, finish line to that. It's not so bad. Well, and and, pro- and you do projects and stuff at home constantly. Just oh like yeah, I insulated the garage. Insulated garage. That's no. The, the garage is great now. It holds. Yeah. Ton- that was actually you. You helped me uh, just do that because, or not help me, but gave me the idea to do it. So that was great. Yeah. So do you have any runs on the schedule? You know, maybe right before your wife has a baby, <laughs> do do like an ultra, do like a hundred k or something. Mm, no. <laughs> um, not right now. I, yeah, you probably shouldn't plan anything for like six months. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> probably next summer or something when I do something again. But I'm staying relatively fit. <clears throat> but so you are running, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was actually gonna. I was supposed to run today, but. I ended up not because I wanted to sleep in. <laughs> but yeah. But I just do. I've, I've kind of just defaulted to this like same loop around here. I do like three miles. That's three a brutal miles. loop. You have a lot of elevation on that yeah, loop. Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot of elevation. Which uh, that's why I like that loop because it's kind of interesting. Do you bring a? And it is kind of. There's like a cliff on like one side. Do you have a? Do you go out in the dark on that loop? On the on my regular loop, it's all the street lights and stuff. No trails. <clears throat> but yeah, the yeah, living out living in the hills is uh, is nice because I can get a decent decent run in in like three or three or four miles. Where in Eastvale, I'd have to do ten miles to get a good to get my heart rate going a lot. Is that? Oh yeah, I was Sarah said I was complaining that it was too flat in Eastvale. <clears throat> but here it's Flat's like you good. can't. I think we're on, top, we're on top of the hill here. So, like, if I want to run anywhere, I have to run. I always have to come back up. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of, I don't know, it's like reverse from you. You're like in a valley. So, you go up and then you always come back down to your house. I have to finish a run. If I'm, and if I'm really tired, I've done like a 13 mile run. I've got to kill myself on a gnarly hill right before I get home. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're like, I don't know how many, I think we're like a, you know, 100 or 200 feet above everything else here. <clears throat> yeah, I don't... Well, I run a lot of hills, but I don't know how important they are for for marathons. I think it's it's a lot of the long runs, and you don't need to have hills on those long runs. Um, I think you're right. Hills, yeah, hills are mostly, like, but shorter. They're more, yeah. But they're interesting. That's yeah, the they trail, make your, trail running is interesting. Well, even even running in hills on streets and stuff, it's more interesting than a flat street somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because just being able to work your muscles going up and down, it's it's more. Um, I don't know. I I like that a lot better. <clears throat> so what's what's your? Uh, oh, I guess this is the podcast thing. So I was going to ask you what your weekend's looking like. <laughs> but I'm tired. Oh, we're waiting. We're waiting for the baby. So, so what? What? What's the expected date? Uh, 26. the 
But what happens on the 21st? Uh, we have a scheduled C-section. Oh. So, but the thing is, is Emma was early, so we, we're going to... Any day. Yeah, any day. So we're already well past the day when Emma was... Have you tried jumping jacks, Sarah? <laughs> we did. Hey, we went to Underwood Farms today in Moore Park. That's sure, cool. Sure, yeah, I thought pumpkin pictures were great. Yeah, we did. We went on the hayride, the, the tractor hayride thing. I was mm-hmm. nervous. I thought it Sarah was going to... Going to labor. It was like bouncing <laughs> up and down. <laughs> Emma was going, ooh. And Sarah sitting there going, oh, no. <laughs> uh, That's cool. That was fun. Have you, ever been, have you ever done the Underwood Farms thing, Andy? It's like, they're like a whole, it's like Is a it, whole business go, there. I used to take, Is this Tierra Hada? Yeah. Like, yeah. The Tierra Hada Farm? Yeah. Uh-huh. I used to pull there from your preschool. Pumpkin patch. The was it called Underwood? Yeah, I remember the farm, the, the pumpkins there. Yeah. I didn't know it was called Underwood. Wasn't well, there like some weddings think, or something there too? I like, think it was always Underwood, but they've kind of branded themselves as Underwood Farms. Mm. We always call it Tierra Hada Ranch, but yeah. and Underwood owns it. Yeah. Didn't you have a friend who had a farm nearby there? And he yeah. Grew giant I, melons? Yeah, he did. He drew Asian, yellow, Asian watermelons. That was over in Santa Rosa Those Valley. Right there. Those are I don't know what happened. I haven't talked to him in eight, in years. So I'm not huh. sure. Maybe he moved out of state or something. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, it's fun to... That That's a bustling farm. They have like all kinds of fun stuff to do there. You can go vegetable picking. They have like this orchard of all kinds of different vegetables, like peppers and tomatoes and all kinds. You can go pick vegetables. And then they've got like, of course, all the different pumpkins and the huge pumpkins. And then they've got like animals. There's like a petting zoo there. Oh, Underwood Farms, Moorpark, California, everybody. Yeah. Sounds pretty awesome. That's right. Uh, We grew up in Moorpark, California. Hey, hey! The, relating to running, that's where Moore Park's cross home cross country course was, um, for a little bit. Oh yeah, the training course and and oh. the, and the yeah. yeah. I thought I thought it was well when I was running. It was well, didn't we have a race out in Happy Camp? Yeah, but they moved it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, they did it, it at, at they did it at, at the Underwood Farms place when I was uh when I was running Moore Park. <clears throat> that was a cool cool course. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like uh, walnut trees, or what were those? A lot of yeah, was walnut. it citrus or it's a walnut grove? Yeah, walnuts. Yeah, I think it was like nuts. They have weddings, weddings, and events there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tim, what should I do differently for my training right now? You're the expert, man. I haven't mm-hmm. been sub three yet. I got no advice for you. You know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> do 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 a lot of uninjured miles that's it that's, that's good advice that's also good. weigh less that's important if you want to run fast. oh yeah eat if you eat right i guess that's good too uh, no, i don't I know anything about that but that's what i hear yeah <laughs> i've heard yeah i've heard weighing less and eating right and sleeping is important 
Oh yeah, this, this, yeah. this eating right and sleeping thing is just not, not so good. And stretch. Oh yeah, stretching and doing doing core exercises. I, and doing I am warming core, up for downs and. Oh yeah, I, you know, none of this takes any time or anything. But if you do all those no. things, it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah, hire a masseuse. Have a masseuse visit daily. Exactly. Uh, get get, get, get your good so, ten hours of sleep at least once a week. Yeah. You know. I, I have a uh, actually. I mean, you could do all these things if you were really like serious. But like, who wants to eat healthy? It's like <laughs> terrible. Nobody wants to eat healthy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh I'm tired. You look tired, bro. Uh I think should should we do another one before the race or just just do one after the race? What do you think? Right, so it's the November 6. So one one month. One month. Wow. We might do one like a week before. Because what's your what's your hotel? What are you flying in a day before or, or what? What's your uh, uh races on Sunday, fly in on Friday, get in like Friday night, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and uh, yeah, I'm staying one extra day, so I think I fly out Tuesday morning. Okay. Um, yeah, but I should have um a little nervous about the uh before the race because there's like the convention center and there's tons of people and mm. and I'm, I'm more concerned about like get, well getting sick on the flight there and then like um just doing too much stuff not getting good good rest because i'm i'll be mm. too and you'll be jet lagged stuff. i'll be jet lagged and i'll be nervous and then if i'm sick that yeah that'll be a great race so that, that, <laughs> Jeff, did Jeff run that? Jeff ran. He Jeff said it was did. Jeff, he said Jeff, it was crowded. He said it was really I crowded. I'm in wave one. I don't like, think I'm in. I'm in a better situation than Jeff because Jeff was. I don't. I don't know. I should talk to Jeff. Uh, there's five waves. There's fifty thousand people. So there's like elites that go. And then, like, 30 minutes after the... Or maybe something right after the elites is wave one. But it's, like, 30 or 20 minutes after. So... But then it goes for, like, every... I want to say, like, 45 minutes, there's a wave. Like, a giant wave. 45 minutes? So, Big. like, the start is, like, several hours of No, maybe it's every 30 minutes. Because I start at 9, which is wave one. And Chad starts at 11, Wave five, so that's two hours. Yeah, it's about every thirty minutes. Yeah, he doesn't start till two hours after I start. What's the projected temperature? Um, probably miserable. I don't know. It's cold. I hope it's cold. Yeah, it's too far out. Um, it's usually, it's usually like fifties, sixties. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I never knew. I don't know New York but, either. Yeah, it's um the mm. waves thing, like you're you're at a disadvantage to start wave two, wave three, wave four, wave five, because there's so many people. Um and I can't imagine the aid stations at this thing. Like imagine if you're wave three and like or wave four and like thirty thousand people have gone ahead of you. Like these aid stations, these people are probably like 
just, just imagine it. Just imagine a stadium full of people funneling down a down a road. All all, <laughs> all splashing water on themselves as they yeah. run by. Yeah. Like, that sounds uh, I think I think there should be an international limit to marathons, and I think New York is not respecting the uh, the race really, like with the largest race in the world. Is that what it is? We're in Boston. Yeah, Boston's like thirty. Um, maybe it was twenty eight thousand last time, and then New York is fifty. That's almost. It's more almost double. Um, London is London's really big too. I don't know, but New York, I think, is the biggest race because you get you get into certain numbers, and there's just logistics that are like, I mean, how do you have porta potties for fifty thousand people? And so they 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 make the race start for hours. I'm, wait, I'm waiting at Sarah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I think from eight thirty to eleven thirty, there's people starting. <laughs> wow, uh, which isn't really a single race, right? It's like a it's just a giant parade of people. <laughs> well, I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. all about that. It sounds like quite the event. <laughs> Logistic, actually, with with our our new technology, chip and chip timing, it's all. So I read something like well that done. has to be like point to point, right? Or I don't even know how they could do that. Or is it you start and stop in the end? Oh, same so there's there's two ways. If you look at the map, there's two ways to get to the start. You can take a ferry from Manhattan, and, or you can take a bus. And it looks like, I, and I think it starts in, um, I think it's New Jersey, because you cross you cross a couple bridges. You go through five boroughs. Is like the big advertisement but um yeah you take a ferry to the start cool and uh yeah it's just just so many people and even like like think of how many people are in new york city there's millions right and this is only fifty thousand people (laughs) it seems like a lot oh speaking of people i went for a run today i didn't see a single runner for 10 miles and i saw a biker and a walker Wow! Awesome. Did you do some trails? Yeah, I was. Don't don't want to divulge where my location to all the uh, people competing uh, competing competing against. Uh, <laughs> Serene Lakes, uh, near Donner Lake. <laughs> secret training plan. Secret, secret. It's my secret training camp. You know how like yeah. Meb Kofleski goes to Mammoth okay. Lakes. I go, Serene, I go to Serene. I go to Serene Lakes. Andy shocks the world by setting a world record at. at um, yeah, I'm looking to go look. sub 201. <laughs> if I could just get, the, if I could just squeeze under that 201 barrier, you know, just just average those 437s. Mm-hmm. 437, 437, 437. That's like today I was like 445. You know, trying to take it easy. Just just chilling. <laughs> There were, it was hilly, so 4.45. Yeah, 4.50. Ta- really take it easy, do a 5 flat. Yeah. Oh, get this. Elliot Kipchoge, the fastest marathoner in the world, age 37, weighs 110 pounds. Wow. And he, he's five foot six. But I was like, wow, I weigh 60 pounds more than he does 
so that's why I'm not as fast as him because I, I don't weigh 110 pounds. But uh, yeah, he's a pretty skinny guy. That's probably where to start if you want to get really serious with your times. You probably you probably need to drop like 20 pounds and you'd be like cra- crazy fast. <laughs> need to drop eight years too. Need to be like right in <laughs> the 30s. Drop eight years and about 50 pounds. I would yeah. look like a skeleton, and I would have to time travel, and then I could do it. And you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, <laughs> uh, you couldn't do any projects at home. No, no projects. Couldn't lift anything. <laughs> you could be really fast. <laughs> All right, bro. I think uh, I'm ready for bed. It's almost 10 o'clock. Okay. Well, me Have too. a good weekend. Take care, guys. All right, we're going to go watch Great Great British Baking Show now. Hang in there, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) See you, you guys. Looking forward to seeing Emma Jr. (laughs) Bye.